I don't know what they have to say. It makes no difference anyway. Whatever it is, I'm against it. No matter what it is or who commenced it, I'm against it. Your proposition may be good, but let's have one thing understood. Whatever it is, I'm against it. And even when you've changed it or condensed it, I'm against it. I'm opposed to it. On general principles, I'm opposed to it. Hey, I'm Michael Patton. I'm really excited about this because I am going to be able to shut down everything that Samson says. And I should be able to do that because I'm the president of Credo House Ministries and I've got this THM from DTS. Now listen to what he has to say. Hey, I'm Samson Kovach. I'm from the Theology Pit and I'm really excited that Michael's going to shut down everything that I have to say. Uh, that's, that makes me excited. I have a MAR from uh, TSM. <laughs> I'll just, I'll say it like that. This is Divergent Theology, where we take topics, Michael and I both have bit different backgrounds theologically, and we sort of clash them together, and we, we see what happens when the world of theology actually doesn't agree with itself. All right, so we are back again, Michael, with another Divergent Theology here. We're going to kick this off, and we are going to talk about baptism, and we're going to see if baptism is really about the individual. It's about the individual. If it's really about the individual, yeah, I don't think baptism. Let me, is about let me get that in my mind. Hold on. Okay. Give me, give me five seconds. Is it really about the? Okay. Okay. So one of the things that this popped up now, a, a good, uh, a, a good buddy of ours, a couple good buddy, well, good, two good buddies of yours, one good buddy of mine, um, right. I, I would suppose, Ed Komaszewski, put okay. one of the extra jeets there. Um, he put up on his uh, Facebook page a very interesting article about a priest discovering that his baptism wasn't valid. And he has been an ordained Catholic priest since 2017, which okay. means he's not really a Catholic. Okay. His own, his own baptism wasn't valid. His own baptism was not valid. And so therefore, the baptisms uh, that he has done and any sacraments that he has done in this time, it's, it's not valid. Now, here's, yeah. here's the question. Because they don't have receptionism or anything like that in, in the Roman church. So is baptism all about the individual or does it have virtually nothing to do with the individual at all? Okay, you're going to have to tell me, whenever you say it's all about the individual, tell me what you are, what you're rattling. Okay, so what I'm rattling is some people say that as a Christian— at some point in your life, you need to be baptized. Okay. You have to be baptized. Okay. okay. That is something that has to be done to you. Yeah. All right. My argument is no, baptism is something that the church has to do, not something that you have to have done to you. Okay. It's, okay. It's okay. done to you simply because the church is doing it. So it's not no pressure on you as the individual. It's pressure upon the church leadership. Yeah, absolutely. It's part of the great commission. Okay. It is absolutely 100%. You're going to go out, teach, and baptize. The, those those two things are in there. Now, now you're a Baptist, right? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I follow, I've grown up Baptist. I've gone to top Baptist-type churches. I mean, if it all came down to it, you'd probably see me as one because I believe in you know, believer baptism, and I also believe in the autonomy of the local church. Okay, so are you—so um, is that SBC? 
Southern uh, Baptist Convention? I like, I, I, I didn't know what, where where you fell on that because um, no, we can, weren't part of the SBC. Okay, we're, we're part of the Bible Church movement. The Bible Church movement is just a disassociated Baptist. It's it's same thing. Okay, well, I mean, as um, you're coming from a Presbyterian position, we hold to both, you know, credo baptism and paleo baptism. Yeah, you know, uh, naturally. Um, and so what we have is is the point of baptism being a identifying mark of a true church. If you don't have baptism as, as part of your church body, then you okay. you're not you're not seen as a as a true church. Now, okay. do you want to jump in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to throw out an example. Somebody that I know that has been a Christian for a long time. She she still hasn't been baptized, mm -hmm. and she she hasn't felt any pressure to necessarily, you know. And and uh, now she's starting to feel that a little bit. She's she's becoming a better Christian. She's like, well, I probably need to be baptized. I need to. So, are you saying for so what, what would you say to somebody like her in this circumstance? Okay, is she taking communion? Um, yes. Why? Why does she feel compelled uh, she, to do that? She does. Everybody else at church does it. Oh, okay. So it's very visible. It's 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 uh, it's something that is being put forth as something that needs to be done in order for the church to be a church. So you're saying kind of like communion. Let's compare it to that. If I hadn't had communion in a while, like many people haven't in a long time because of the the yeah, virus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I maybe a lot of people. Uh, you you would say if they followed the paradigm that is set up with baptism, they'd be sitting here each day saying, gosh, I feel guilty because I need to go take communion or, you know, I need to get communion somehow. But well, it's not their responsibility. Well, I would say that the responsibility, OK, they're they're not going out and saying, all right, look, I have to get, you know, bread and wine or grape juice or whatever they're using. OK, and, and go home to, you know, a, a, in my own home and do it myself. They're okay. saying. No, we have to find a way for the church to provide it. Okay. So with, with baptism, we have the same type of thing. The pressure shouldn't be on the person to go out there and do that. The pressure should be on the church to say, Hey, you're not baptized. You know, it's, it's our job as the church to, to baptize. This is one of our, um, you know, one of our sacraments that is an identifying factor of the church. If we are not doing this, on a regular basis, okay, this has to be, think of it as the same frequency as communion, is baptism, okay? Um, just not for, and, and what's interesting too is the individual, you've been baptized once, I assume, right? Maybe twice. twice? Maybe three times? I don't know how many times you've been baptized. Twice, twice is it. Okay, twice is it for me yeah. too. You know, once is, it, once is a baby, once is a, a, an adult. Now, but here's the thing. I have participated in many baptisms in the congregation because the baptism, and I don't know how your liturgy is, but it's just not about that individual. There is a commissioning to the congregation, to the church to then care for and disciple this person. They're being brought into the church. Baptism is okay. more than just getting somebody wet. So the bigger focus should be on the, the, the corporate body, the church, who is okay. baptizing. All right. So kind of like, kind of like if you go through a mission, I mean, if you go to a church and they have a membership, does your church have membership? 
Um, well, we have, we don't like to use that word. We have covenant partners, but yes, same, same thing. Okay. Yeah. So you have a membership. I remember when we were at uh, Stonebriar and we were starting Stonebriar and we started, you know, not having a membership because kind of our tradition was like that, but then finding it necessary for many different reasons. Uh, funny thing. One of those reasons was because we needed people. We, we didn't, in order to practice church discipline, mm. we were covered more legally uh, if people had signed something that said they were going to follow the stuff of the church and believe believe of the church. So it was just a kind of a legal thing that that pushed us over the edge. But you're saying part of the church's job, let's say if you do have membership uh, of bringing somebody into the church, you stop and you ask them, have you been baptized yet? And if they say no, you say, well, uh, yes, you can become a member of the church, you know, as long as everything else is in place and you allow us to baptize you. Correct. That is, that's actually part of our, our polity. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, this, uh, actually this Sunday I'm going to be, um, uh, with, with our session, bringing somebody into our, our covenant partnership, a membership. Um, and she has already been baptized a couple times, uh, once as a child, once as an adult. And that, that was a concern of hers, but, um, but the liturgy that we use, uh, it is not only like I'm, I'm sort of like uh, just interceding in a sense because it's the session and the congregation that is accepting her as membership. And I'm, I'm there as an inner, as sort of like a, a mediator between the presbytery and the session. Yeah. But I, yeah. And, and, and so I'm the one that does. It. And so that's, that's like my role in the whole thing, but that is not an individual thing. Somebody can't come to me into my office and say, I want to become a member and I can just have them sign a piece of paper or I can say magic words and they're a member all of a sudden. It's a huge part of the, the church, um, the, uh, the, the body communal living together and, and sharing, you know, things. So you believe in, you said you believe in, uh, uh, paleo baptism and believers baptism, kids baptism or ch children yes, baptism yes. and yeah. adult baptism. Do you, do you also believe, do you, do you go underwater or sprinkle? No, you just have to doesn't sprinkle. Matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, again, you know how baptizo can be translated, but I, I, I just always find it funny that people that, you know, swear that, oh no, it has to be by immersion because baptism in the Bible was always by immersion. And, and, you know, so I ask them, I'm like, well, do you guys use actual wine in your communion? Well, no, no, no. It's just grape juice. I'm like, well, yeah. oinos here actually means wine. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's taken from the Passover meal where if you've ever had a Seder meal, that's a lot of wine. Well, we get, yeah. we get to points where we represent that which we're trying to do according to what it is that we can accomplish and what it is that that you know uh, it communicates well now now one of the things about baptism whenever I, when I think about baptism same thing I think about communion I think the example you gave was just really good because we do sometimes substitute can't what if you don't have any bread can you use you know you have to pass around uh, you know a piece of ham or something I don't know uh, to represent the body or or whatever it is that's edible you you know candy you pass it around you know a Snickers bar if that's all you have uh, would that work and uh, you would probably agree with me. Yeah, yeah, I would. I mean, that's it's not that. But how far can you go with each one of these? Like with baptism itself, mm -hmm. maybe if if baptism, if you say the as long as the is the is the is it the act of baptism that is the principle, 
or does the act represent the principle? In other words, is there another thing we can do to represent baptism besides just baptism? And so the reason why I say this mm-hmm. is because I know that whenever you get to whenever you get to some, and this goes back to you know last week when we were talking about some dispensationalists, and you're asking me if I was a dispensationalist, and uh, I know lots of dispensationalists, you know, because the tradition I grew yeah, up yeah, in, yeah, right, yeah. all over the board, you know, and I know uh, many dispensationalists that would that would push, and they would say uh, there's hyper dispensationalism, which mm-hmm. got rid of baptism altogether, you know, there's no baptism at all because that happened before I don't know uh, the conversion of Paul or the trip that Paul, I don't know when they say the church started, but it's somewhere there. But um, uh, what about baptism in the sense of just doing something else that represents it? Uh, Does the church have to use water? And does it have to use your head? Why can't we use washing of feet? or, Or walking around a waterfall. There you go. Which would actually be a better representation of, of, you know, Christ being in the tomb. Well, do you believe yeah. the principle is in the in the act itself, or do you believe that whatever think, we do? To yeah, represent? I think it's I think it's in the it's the representation of the act itself that's done by the church, not to but the you person. You said it's a representation of the act itself. So if it's yeah. just a representation, the act is not in, as important as that which it represents, right? Well, flesh that out a little bit more for me. Well, what I'm saying is that in, again, instead of instead of somebody uh, going down in in water or being sprinkled with water, maybe we just let's let's say the principle is that you're making a confession to be a part of the church, you know, and and we're making a confession that we're bringing you into the church. Maybe that's way that way you would put it more. Well, why can't we just uh, do it in such a way to where people get up and give their personal testimony instead of being baptized? Yeah, I think I think why is because um, the significance that it has that ties it to scripture and ties it to the commandment of Christ. So with with the discipleship aspect, you have a teaching element that's in there also. Okay, with with, you know, baptizing them and and teaching them. Um, What would you say to that? Would you go so far as to say that? Well, well, you know, we we don't really need the Bible. We don't have to teach them the Bible. We have to teach them. All we have to do is teach them how to tithe. That's all they have to learn. Yeah. That's the only important thing. If they get that, we're good. You know, I mean, so you can, you could take it, you know, that far in way. But I think that the reason why is because it's, it's a commandment of Christ. It has a historical significance of the, the washing away okay. of, of what's going on, but it is not you washing away your own you know, sins, your own, your own life, your own stuff. Yeah. It is that it is being washed away by. It is somebody else sure. doing. It. Yes. It's the only time because, because before Christ baptism was in the culture, but it was self baptism. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You would go yeah. in and you would wash up. You didn't even have to go under because that yeah. wasn't the important thing. And it was, it was, it was through. And so, um, yeah. And so, yeah, the, the radical thing that John the Baptist was doing was that he was baptizing people. But there yeah. was that very visible, you know, action that because you're you're cleaned up now, you know, you look yeah. different. And then when you get into like the third and fourth centuries, I mean, I don't know if you've ever, ever read like the elaborate rituals that they went through with those. Well, uh, 
I don't think I have. Oh my goodness! Like I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to try and find the one story and uh, and send it to you. Of of it's a a narrative description from the fourth century of the way that they did it. Does it have to do with the the catechumen who after they went through three years and what happened at the end? Oh of yeah, those? yeah. And then it's it's an all night thing, and they all and it's I mean it's like a huge like temple thing. But not only are they are they baptized and cleaned up, but it's it's totally nude, of course, and um they they're given like pure white linen to wear afterwards. Like there's a huge huge physical change, but it is not a physical change that those people brought about on themselves. <laughs> Could you see us as a church doing totally nude now? Oh, yeah. I, I, Great. I told my wife about it and she was like, yeah, I wouldn't have been a Christian back then. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm not getting, I I'm, just, I'm not doing I, that. I, I would have taken my chances. Yeah. Them, but, um, yeah, but so, so, but this is the interesting thing. So when, when Jesus gave the, the commission, you know, to, to go out there in, uh, in Matthew 28, um, he's, he's, he's using a word that is for the people, for the church, for us as the body of Christ, for us as the church to, to go. And my Pittsburgh translation was always while yins are being sent in that you are to do these things. Yeah. Okay. So, um, this is, you know, if, if you're a missionary, if you're as, as, as a church body, you're to go out and if there's nobody else that can baptize, nobody else that can teach, you're the one to do it. And this is a, a discipleship type thing. Also, there's that extra step that yeah. a lot of times, uh, I, I really don't, um, I don't like when I see like big events where, um, you know, like maybe at like a Christian concert or something like that. And a bunch of people are getting baptized, you know, they're all just going and, and doing that. Because and stuff. It's not the church doing it has no representation of the church, bringing them in. Right. Well, even if it was, even with it was, it would be, you would have to ask them, okay, are you now part of the person who baptized you, whatever church they're a part of or whatever they're doing, are you now under their discipleship? Are you their disciple now? Are you, and they would say, well, no, I just got baptized. And I'd be like, well, then that was, I would say that you may have been baptized, but the church that did it, did it in an inappropriate way. So what if, what if they said, yes, I mean, I'm going to this church that baptized me, even though it's at a big event. Yeah. Then I would say, well, then you're, then that would be legitimate okay. because they are behaving as a church. But if yeah, so, so wait a minute, are, are you saying there can't be. There can't be uh, evangelists out there baptizing and, you know, sending people somewhere after they baptized. I mean, didn't Paul baptize people? Doesn't it say go and while going, well, you're going to be baptizing? And so therefore, it's kind of this this movement you're making from place to place. Well, Paul actually thanks God that he only baptized two people. Oh, yeah, true. OK, yeah. so he wasn't Paul the Baptist. Yeah. All right, that wasn't it because, and if you are going to do something like that, I mean, honestly, as an evangelist, if you, if you have that close proximity to a church to do that, well, why are you baptizing? Well, who if, baptized if Paul? Not, if, if you're not doing that. Um, didn't, um, didn't, uh, was it, was it? Was no, it? it was, who was that guy? <laughs> I'm trying to remember his name. It's in, it's in Acts. I mean, we could probably just yeah, look like it up. Acts chapter five or six, but the yeah. guy that baptized him, I mean, he wasn't a part of any particular church. Yeah. And uh, I mean that, I would say that he was, uh, but that early on, it wasn't as structured as the way that we're looking at it, but it's, you know, um, I might sound like a hybrid dispensational. I, I do. I do. But Paul's in it. Paul's a unique story because he was, he, he says he was like an abortion. 
you know, he was born out of time. He was born as someone premature. He was not, he, he, he should not have what happened to him is, is, um, is remarkable and out of the ordinary in the way that he talks about it. So we can't go to him to say that he's the test case because this is a whole, you know, different, different thing that's going on. Um, but what I would say is that, uh, the way but that, it, but his baptism was legitimate, right? Yeah. Well, again, this isn't about the individual. Uh, you have, we have to keep that out of it. It's I'm not saying if, if this happens to someone, then I'm saying to them, well, your baptism isn't legitimate. What I'm yeah. saying is that the one who baptized you and the, and the way that that transpired, don't do that. Like, don't go out and do that to other people. Like, it's not that you're not baptized. It's that they shouldn't have, they were irresponsible in the way but, that they saying then whatever church you end up going to then that, that, you have to be baptized again. Like if I switch from church, one church to another, do I have to be baptized into that new church? How many churches do you think there are? Well, I'm, I'm just saying if there's, there's only one down the street, you know, I go to, I go to faith Bible church or oh, to you're talking uh, denominations. You're not talking churches. I'm just talking individual churches. Yeah. yeah right? There's, there's and, only and who you're going to be discipled under because I can move from being discipled under one group to another group. Yeah. You're only, uh, there, there is only one church. I hate to break that to you. It's the you know, church of Jesus Christ. And Don't you are smart with me, dude. Don't get smart. And, and you are. <laughs> Sorry. My, my degree is back in my office. That, that shows you that I'm smart. Um, uh, but no, but, but it's, there's only one church that you're baptized into. That's it. And, well, so, you're, and so, so you're, you're not saying you're not saying then that an individual church um, uh, body is baptizing into that individual church body that anybody who baptized. Oh, you just froze. Yeah, there we go. Oh, hey there, everyone. Did you know that it has not been scientifically proven that you become closer to God by listening to these podcasts or watching these videos? That's right. Science has nothing to do with this, but you are increasing your knowledge about God. Hopefully you are engaging your brain with us and thinking, ah, I disagree with these guys or I really like what they're saying. Either way, continue to listen and continue to watch and really stretch your mind, engage your mind for Christ. That's what we're called to do as Christians. Um, you can check out our websites at thetheologypit.com or credohouse.org, and you can get tons of great merchandise like this. Now, buying these mugs and t-shirts is not going to keep you out of purgatory, but, you know, do you really want to take that chance? I sure don't. Oh, that's good theology right there. Let me start. Let me start with this question. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Are you saying that if somebody has been baptized, um, they, they, the, or, or somebody is baptizing, their baptism is only legitimate if they are baptizing into a church? I mean, like, like, does there have to be some church that they send them to? Can they can they baptize somebody and then say you're part of the church? You know, there's one church mm -hmm. now. You're a part of it, and now go find a local church, and they say which one. You say I, I don't know. Here's this one, this one, this one. Here's a good one to go to. You instruct them to go there, and so basically, uh, you're not necessarily discipling them because you're moving on to yeah, something else. I would say that the, that person 
is baptized into the church, capital C. But uh, the person doing it is completely irresponsible and ought to be corrected, ought to be refuted, not to be disciplined for what they're doing. Um, okay, so you're not trying to illegitimize anything here, except for you're just trying to put the pressure upon local churches to say that this this is our this is our as a church. This is, and, and even as an individual, let's say you know that I am I'm gifted in the church and I I want to go out and, and and evangelize and that I mean hopefully I can bring them into my church or into the particular church, but that's my gift. That that it is our maybe. Uh, privilege, responsibility, excitement to bring people in in such a way rather than the pressure being on the individual who saved. Mm -hmm. I, I, I would agree with that. Uh, yeah, I would say that it is, um, you know, the, the church's point because of that, that commission that was given for us as the church um, is not just specific. And this is where, you know, this is where I can kind of get into, into some trouble, um, you know, with my, uh, you know, with my ordination, um, that if, uh, I don't, I don't see it necessary for someone who is ordained to be the one to baptize. I okay. can see anybody who is a Christian and is part of the church. Um, like, you know, if you're out on the mission field and something and there is nobody else, like, I think that there are certain, you know, circumstances, um, you know, within that. But, um, but the reason why is because of this invisible union that's taking place between the person and the church body and the church body, you know, bringing them in and, and why that is, um, you know, important and, and why it's uh, very specific. So, you know, that's why it's not so much on the individual, because when you start getting it on the individual, then the individual carries all this burden, you know, and you start to have this, well, was I baptized properly? Yeah. Should I be baptized again? You know, well, I, maybe my baptism wasn't valid because I didn't know enough about it or, um, like, like what happened to my, um, my, my wife's grandmother, um, she was baptized and everything went down except for her leg. And they said, it's not valid. Really? Yeah. And she had to be rebaptized because, well, <laughs> baptized because it wasn't, it, it wasn't a valid baptism. And, you know, there's some churches that like, they say, you can hear the elders actually saying, get them all the way under, get them all the way under, or it's not valid. Yeah. You know, and so but then then the individual has to come up and say, well, yeah, did I take it seriously? Did I really yeah. mean it? Maybe I should be baptized again and again and again and again. Yeah, now, that's that's what I did. That's what I did. Whenever I was 12 years old, mm -hmm. I got baptized, but I wanted to just get out in front of everybody. That's basically what it was. Um, I wasn't thinking about my faith or anything. But then whenever I turned 21, it was much different. Mm -hmm. because I was like, you know, this is the first time I'm really committing myself to Christ and to the church. So I got baptized again. What yeah. do you say to situations like that? Well, first off, I would have tried to talk you out of it. I, w yeah. I, I would have said, you don't need to be baptized again. You're already baptized into the body of Christ. You're already here. So, so it doesn't if, have anything to do with me at all. No, but I don't want to, but here, here comes the problem too. When you push it too far, the other direction of the church, then the church starts functioning like the individual and riddled with anxiety. Are we doing it in the exact right way? And this was the problem with this, uh, with this priest that 
he was baptized and they said the words that were used were, we baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And you could see how that's not valid, right? Yeah. No. No? <laughs> okay. <laughs> because they did not say, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They said, we baptize you. That's what they said? Yeah. And that's why they said his baptism isn't valid. So as you can see, the organization can just get uh, just as riddled. We didn't do the same right things as an individual who could say, well, I didn't do this, the exact right thing. Yeah. You know, well, and, then what, what is baptism to you? I mean, I, this is the first that I've heard of it. And I, it's hard for me to, to jump in and yeah, what about, what about, what about, but you know, it's, it's kind of like, I think I agree with everything and I think that's where I'm at, but you know, there's, there's a little bit of pushback that is, that's that's coming to me. But l let me ask you just this. What do you believe baptism is for? Baptism. I mean, I know who it's for. I know yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for, but what? It is for our identification with the birth of Christ. Well, why wouldn't you say then it's for the church's way to identify us with the body of Christ? Because you just put the yeah. pressure on the individual. Yeah. There. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true, but it's for, okay, the virgin birth, the church is birthing people through baptism. Okay. Okay. So, um, and I, and I take this from, you know, TF Torrance, I've talked about him before and, you know, I, I, I really, he's one of my favorite theologians, probably my favorite theologian, but he said that, um, it, it is upon Christ's unique birth once and for all that our birth depends and is his birth that we are given to share baptism thus reposes upon the virgin birth of Christ, as well as upon his death and resurrection. So the church, think of the church as the, the virgin and each baptism is the new birth that's coming through. Okay. So okay. that's where, so that's, so that's what I mean when I, when I, when I talk about it's, it's this new birth that is, a, that's I occurring. mean, obviously it's for the individual because the individual is benefiting as he comes, yeah. as he's born. Oh yeah. And yeah. So, and so the individual, you're not saying the individual shouldn't want to get baptized, right? Just like the, the guy said to Philip, Hey, can I, what's preventing us from pulling over here and being baptized. Well, and, well what, I mean, shouldn't somebody want to get baptized? No, not necessarily. It's, it's, Why? they want to be identified with the church. Yeah. Kids don't know that. I Children, infants don't know that. It's, uh, it's not based we, on their uh, faith now anyways. We, now we come to, I think a point of where we would disagree. We may. I'm not, I'm not a uh, paleo Baptist. Yeah, and I very much am because yeah. e everything within uh, our our redemptions and with even within our ri rituals always points to the benefit of another and it's on behalf of them. So just as I view our faith being the faith that is the benefit for somebody else's justification and not for our own, baptism still falls in the same line. This is for the benefit of somebody else, not for myself. And so I am baptizing them for their benefit. I agree to a point. I mean, but yeah, gosh, but again, but again, may be saved baptism doesn't say they're not a part of the church. I mean, don't you have yeah. to be a Christian in order to be a part of the church? Well, we're probably getting into stuff. That's a whole different issue now. Well, well maybe, but, but we're touching on it because, um, you don't just baptize a baby. Like I don't just baptize a baby and then just like toss them away or something. You know, they are there being, you know, not only sponsored and their parents and it's their parents' faith and their parents are part of that baptism and, and having them baptized. The whole congregation is a part of that baptism also. 
but they're not really a part of the church. They are, the church is commissioned with raising them and taking care of them. Well, sure. That's, that's fine. But that didn't do anything for him. Baptism is meaningless then. Baptism is not meaningless. Um, it's I mean, just meaningless. It is not meaningless. I just defined it as the P is the is the church bringing somebody yes. into the church, somebody else into the church. But what you're saying in most circumstances, we don't know whether they're going to really be a part of the church, but we're hoping they are. Well, um, okay, I, I let me let me back up a little bit here. Hey, listen, listen, we are going to have to leave because that's the end of this broadcast. But can we pick this up and keep on talking about it? We can, but I just want to say this real quick. Church okay. in church, individual body in a certain location as different from church, big C universal. So okay. we'll, we'll pick that up right after that on in, in the next one. All right. Sounds thanks. good. All right, Michael. Hey, thanks for listening to divergent theology. You can visit our websites at credohouse.org or the theology and make a donation support the ministry that way. Now, here's a quick look at next week's Divergent Theology. All right, hey, listen, well, I guess we can pick that up, right? I mean, we can keep on talking about, because I'm really interested. I, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about yeah, it. and I was honestly... I've never really considered paleo baptism at all, so... I'm just, I'm I, just started, I just started riffing on stuff, and I'm just like, let's see where this goes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'll be more prepared, you know, next time for it. <laughs> let's do that. That'll be good. But,